found the Winding Road Podcast, hosted by Jason and Isaac. We're two friends who are sitting in the driveway just chatting about cars over some drinks, while two of our favorite cars are sitting behind us shining in the sun. We never know where the conversation will go, but we hope you join us. Happy Monday, everybody. Welcome back. Today's a special episode. As you're hearing this, I have just celebrated two full years of ownership of the Cayman. Um, so today I thought I would take a little bit and tell you a little bit about my ownership experience as well as some some costs that have gone into it, some things I've learned, some things I've loved, some things that haven't been so great. You, there's also going to be a, a two-year ownership update video coming to YouTube. So I will add a link to that to the show notes when that link becomes available. Let's get the show kicked off by talking about my Cayman two years in. So the backstory on the Cayman is at the end of 2019, when I had my Outback, um, I was about halfway through the lease. We didn't have a need for the Outback anymore, so I started looking for my next vehicle, which truth be told, I'm always looking for my next vehicle, but I kind of started a not serious kind of serious look for in, for another car. So I was looking or thinking about the new Supra that had just come out. Um, I always wanted a Cayman. Um, there were a few different cars on my list of considerations. Fast forward a little bit to the summer to fall of 2020. Um, I really started looking. I had narrowed my list down to either an Audi S5 Sportback or the Cayman, a Cayman, or the Supra. I was working at an Audi dealer at the time and still am. And I really like the S5 because the seats are great. The performance is great. It's a great everyday, usable, all-around great car. Um, I really like them. So I was considering that. And then the Supra, I've never driven a Supra still today. And realistically, the reason the Supra was kind of out is it was just a little bit out of my budget. Um, so the Cayman, I did test drive an 07 or an 08 base Cayman a few, about a week before thought, okay, this is kind of nice, but I drove around this, a, a city, so I didn't really get a great experience for it. So fast forward about a week, there was um, a blue 2006 Cayman S traded in one day, and I pretty much fell in love with it the minute I saw it. I had have always liked Caymans, and this one was a great color blue. It's midnight blue metallic and has sand beige interior, which wasn't like... It's not my favorite color. I, I really like black interiors because of, you know, you can't see the dirt and stains and things like that. So anyway, I road tested the car. The car had 41,000 miles just over. I took it for a quick tr a quick spin. I had one of the technicians at work take a look at it to see if there's any major signs, you know, major things to keep an eye out for. And there were a few things that we're going to touch on a little bit later. Long story short, we ended up buying the car. I'm now the fifth owner of this Cayman. So I bought it in November 6th of 2020. And in those two years, I've now covered just 200 miles shy of 25,000 miles, which is more than half of what the prior four owners did over the 14 years before I purchased it. So I've driven the crap out of this car just over 12,000 miles a year on average, and it's been great. There have been some repairs. I've definitely done some maintenance. So let's talk about those. I am doing a 5,000 mile oil change interval. Porsche calls for a 10,000 mile interval, but for 
some other reasons, I've gone to a 5,000 mile interval. So I've done an oil change every 5,000 miles along the way. I've also done an engine air filter and I've done a brake fluid replacement and I've replaced the pollen filter. I've replaced wiper blades. That's all That's all the maintenance, those, those items. So five oil changes, a couple of filter changes, brake fluid, stuff like that. When I bought the car, there were some repairs I knew it was going to need. So it had a leaking rear main seal. So I replaced the rear main seal. And then a couple months later, one of the other items that came up when it's actually the prior owner mentioned one of the reasons he was selling it is because it, it needed a power steering pump. And he didn't want to do that repair at the Porsche dealer. It was about a $2,000 repair. So, and on top of another two to $3,000 repair for the rear main seal, he just didn't want to get involved in all of that. So I knocked out the rear main seal and I replaced the noisy power steering pump. Started driving it every day, was enjoying it. Springtime 2021 comes around and one day to my, on my way to work, the water pump decides it wants to fail. So all of a sudden that was unplanned and out of the blue, but I credit it to the car sat a lot before I owned it. It was averaging about just under 3,000 miles a year. In fact, the owner before me was doing less than 1,000 miles a year for six years. So it wasn't even getting 100 miles a month on it. Not driven at all, sitting around a lot. What I've seen over the years in what I do is that when cars are driven a lot and stop getting driven, or when cars are not driven a lot and then start getting driven, those two changes in how things are operating can highlight some weak points. And so now this water pump failed, and that's because all of a sudden, you know, whatever seals are in there that may have been drying up or whatever, you know, that's now done. So I had to replace that. And they're also kind of known for them to fail around forty to 50,000 miles on uh, some Porsche models. So I guess not huge of a surprise. That's about it for repairs. I That was spring of last year, 2021, and I haven't had any other repairs until just this summer, 2022, when I needed to have one of my outer tie rod ends replaced because it failed safety inspection. No complaints there. It's a 16-year-old car, so I actually had both sides, inner and outer, left and right, tie rod ends replaced. But that's it. That's all of the repairs I've done. I've done the rear main seal, the water pump, the power steering pump, and the tie rod ends. Other than that, I bought winter tires for the car. I bought brakes for the front. They, they, they wore low. It was probably the second set of brakes by the time I got the car. And that's it. I've insured it. I've put gas in it. I've made, made the car payments. It's been great. So to recap some of my costs, I have less than $100 a month that I pay in car insurance. This car is cheap to insure. Probably because it's, you know, 16 years old now. Probably because of my my demographics, my age, my marital status, etc. Other than that, this car costs me about $250 a month in services. So that's not saying I have services every month. It's when you take the big services that I did early on, the the rear main seal and the and the water pump. Those were some larger jobs as well as the power steering pump. When you take those large expenses and you amortize it over the course now of two years, including the winter tire set that I bought, the wheel set that I bought for those winter tires, I've done two alignments. I've done the brake fluid. I've done filters. I've done wiper blades, state inspections. When you average all of that out over two years, 
it's only $250 a month, which is a lot less than the new car payment. It sounds like a lot, but you're not doing $250 a month. It's It comes in chunks, usually around inspection time or et cetera. We've noticed that trend with my wife's car. If I have an expense, it's generally around the inspection time because she doesn't do that many miles. So if I'm going to do it, that's when I do all of the services. As far as fuel economy, I average about 22 miles per gallon, which isn't the best in the world, but it's, it's a sports car and I drive it and enjoy it. So here are the big numbers. Over the course of two years and almost 25,000 miles, the car has cost me a total of $22,000. So how does that compare to a new car? I took the latest numbers from 2020 and 2021 and added them up. And for the average new car, which has a payment of $667, an insurance of $148 a month over a year, and gas of $204 a month if you're using regular gas, uh, the average new car costs $1,019. And you're probably driving around something that's not as fun as a sports car. In comparison, the Cayman cost me $916 a month. I just want to take a few moments to just thank you for being a listener. I appreciate all the feedback I've gotten from everyone, and I look forward to sharing more stories with you in the future, as well as new guests, returning guests, all kinds of things like that. Please send me an email or a direct message on Instagram if you have any questions or show ideas, uh, or if you think there is a person that would be a great guest. I'm always open to new experiences and meeting new people, so please feel free. Also, if you're like me, you appreciate podcasts that have few or no ads, but the reality is there are costs to keep a podcast running. Something as simple as a dollar a month would help to keep ads about sports gambling or VPNs or whatever you hear on all of your podcasts frequently. It would help to keep those off the show. If you can get behind this, please head over to the show's Patreon page. There you can select one of three tiers. Again, a dollar a month is the lowest tier and helps keep everything running without having to hear any ads. Take a look and let me know if you have any questions. All right, with that out of the way, let's get back to talking about the Cayman. Let's move on from some numbers about the car. Let's take a look at the experience of owning the car for two years. So I've taken two small road trips with the car. I took it to kind of a beach weekend in 2021 with my wife. We, we took it to a hotel near the beach for four days and packed it up with luggage. This car actually holds a lot. Uh, you can fit one full-size suitcase plus three carry-on bags and a couple of backpacks in this car. It lo doesn't look like it holds that much, but it can actually hold a lot. So we took it there. It was great. It gets about 25, maybe 26 miles a gallon on the highway. A couple of months ago, we also took it to New York for another uh, few-day vacation. So we took it for four or five days in New York. It's a decent little road trip car. It's not as comfortable as something as, say, you know, a luxury sedan because a ride is a little bit stiffer as you expect from a sports car, but it'll it's happy just cruising along on the highway. It's happy on a back road. It's happy wherever you want to go. And when you get somewhere, you're not stuck in this boring old car. So I've enjoyed it. My wife, not so much because on a road trip, she likes to recline the seat back and take a nap and she can't do that in the, in the Cayman because of the mid engine. For me, it's been a, it's been a great road trip car. I've driven it through two winters. Last winter, I got a new set of Bridgestone Blizzak tires, and they're great. 
they're just like the ones I had 15 years ago, except the newer model, and they perform well, they stop well, they handle well. You know, this car is great in the snow. The Obviously, the biggest thing, the biggest caveat about this car in the snow is the low ride height. But you know what? The winter before I got to Cayman, we had six or seven inches of snow on our driveway. And with the Outback, I barely made it out. So if it's that deep, I don't really have to get to work. I'm perfectly fine staying home. I don't have a job where I'm in an emergency situation where I have to be there all the time. If that was the case, okay, I might get an SUV or something all-wheel drive with some winter tires. But this car is good for Pennsylvania winters. And by that, I mean when we get the odd one to four inch snowfall, it's no big deal. This car can handle it. The best part about this car is when I can put the summer tires back on after the winter and just enjoy how it drives. It is, it's hard to explain until you've driven something like this because most cars don't drive like this. It goes where you want it to go. It it handles it and reacts instinctively to your inputs. It sounds great. Oh, you just have to go for a drive. It's such a fun little car. I think everyone should have a sports car, if not one time in their life, for their whole life as another car. And just enjoy it. Take it out for a drive. Put the windows down. I used to say before I had this car, when it was about a 70-ish degree day, sunny, not humid, really comfortable, I used to say, man, this is a great sports car day if only I had a sports car. Now, guess what? I am driving this car with my windows down, letting the wind go through my hair and through the cabin, and just hearing the sounds of the car. It's so much more fun than just sitting in your boring old SUV slogging through traffic. It just makes the drive that much more enjoyable. So this is a quick little episode, and I may not have gone very long, but I thought I would touch on some of the quick basics and, and details. Again, look out for a video of the Cayman covering a two-year ownership experience with some photos and videos over those over that time. Um, a little bit more visual if you're into that. Send me a message. Let me know what you think. Ask me some questions that I haven't answered, and I'm happy to respond. You can send me a direct message through Instagram at Winding Roads Podcast. You can also email me at windingroadspodcast at gmail.com. I'll respond to you um, with any questions you might have as best I can answer them. As I always say, everyone, until next time, enjoy the drive.